Welcome to the Marietta First United Methodist Church Podcast. Marietta First is a community of disciples dedicated to living and serving faithfully our local community of Marietta, Georgia, and around the world. We are glad you're here. It is our prayer that this podcast offers you hope and grace on your own journey of faith. I'm reading from Genesis 12:19 from the Common English Bible. The Lord said to Abram, leave your land, your family, and your father's household for the land I will show you. I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name respected, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. Those who curse you, I will curse. All the families of the earth will be blessed because of you. Abram left just as the Lord told him, and Lot went with him. Now Abram was 75 years old when he left Haran. Abram took his wife Sarah, his nephew Lot, all their possessions, and all those who became members of their household in Haran. And they set out for the land of Canaan. When they arrived in Canaan, Abram traveled through the land as far as the sacred place at Shem, at the Oak of Morah. The Canaanites lived in the land at that time. The Lord appeared to Abram and said, I give you this land to your descendants. So Abram built an altar there to the Lord who appeared to him. From there he traveled toward the mountains east of Bethel and pitched his tent with Bethel on the west and Ai on the east. There he built an altar to the Lord and worshiped the Lord's name. Then Abram set out toward the arid southern plain, making and breaking camp as he went. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God, and you may be seated. Thank you, Connie, for the reading of our scripture this morning. And Will, where did Will go? There is Will, there's Will. (laughs) You look like one of the choir. We're grateful to have you here, so thank you so much. I'll never forget the first home that Ted and I bought. It's when we moved to Colorado. It's a brand new home. If you've ever moved into a brand new home, then you know the delight of moving into a brand new home. It was shiny and clean, and we were the first people to live in the house, and it was joyful. It was a small, small parcel of land um, with a very, with a small yard in a new subdivision. And we moved in January. It was winter. It was cold, and there was snow on the ground. When we walked into the house and we walked up to the second floor, that's where the bedroom windows were, and you would stand up there and look westward, and you would see the snow-capped mountains of the Rocky Mountains. It was indeed the most glorious, glorious sight. I loved that house. I loved that house. I loved the house because it was a home that Ted and I purchased together for the first time with our family. 
And we were only there for a very short time. We were there for two and a half years. My boys were little. But while we, when we moved there, we really thought that it was going to be an opportunity for us to, to have roots and to raise our family there. It was halfway between our families, so it was a great location, and we thought that we would be seeing a lot of our family, and in those two and a half years, we certainly did. Small parcel of land, a brand new subdivision in that small, beautiful corner of the world. And then we learned that we were moving to Georgia now, I want you to hear this, though. It's not that we didn't want to come to Georgia. It's just that we thought we were going to raise our family in that place, in that plot of land right there east of the Rocky Mountains. And, and it held sentimental value for me, sentimental value, because it was the very first home that we had together as a family. There is something significant about a piece of land that we call home. Can you remember your first home and how important it was to you? Strangely, when I think about the significance of land, I also think of the great classic, Gone with the Wind. When I look at Gone with the Wind, I've seen the movie multiple times and read the book multiple times, and I see it not as a love story and not even a story about the Civil War but about Scarlett O'Hara's attachment to the land. It's her attachment to the land. And there are several scenes in the movie and in the book where this idea of land is brought up. There's a scene that she has with Ashley. And if you remember the story, Ashley was the love of her life and she wanted to marry Ashley. She wanted Ashley to leave his wife, Melanie. And so there's this scene and there they are and she's pleading her heart out with Ashley and wants him to leave his wife. And Margaret Mitchell says in her book that he's not gonna do that out of hospitality, loyalty, and honor. And those meant more to Ashley than Scarlett did. And then he, he picks up a piece of dirt, piece of soil, and he places it in her hand. And she looks at it and she says, yes, I've still got this. And in that moment, she realizes the permanence, the power, the preciousness of the land that she calls home. She wants it to be her legacy. She wants to leave it to her sons and to her son's sons, to her children and to her grandchildren. And for Scarlett O'Hara, land is the only thing worth fighting for. And then we hear this word land again in our text this morning that Connie read to us. Numerous times it's mentioned, and God asks Abraham to leave his home. Could you imagine God asking you to leave your home, to leave everything that is familiar to you, everything that brings you comfort, everything that is sustenance and safety and family and security, asking you to leave? Everything, his entire way of life, Abraham is asked to leave. In fact, when Connie read the translation, it says leave, but the NRSV says go. Go from your homeland, go to the place where I am telling you to go. <laughs> God is telling Abraham that he is to go someplace so much bigger, so much greater, that only God could make it happen. 
Blessings upon blessings God will give to Abraham. He will give him children. He will give him land. He will give him a nation. That is what God promises Abraham when he leaves the safety of the land that he calls home. Now, I don't know about you, but I might have had a nice conversation with God. Um, If I had to pack up my house and put it in the moving van, and I have, just so you know, every time I've had to move, God and I have had a pretty pretty, uh, strong and faithful conversation. You know, there's always a good outline, a good argument about why I need to stay exactly where I'm at to the place where I would call home. But Abraham doesn't do this. He doesn't do this at all. It's almost as if he was expecting it. And he's 75 years old. And if we have anybody in this room who's 75 years old, could you imagine God telling you to go right now to leave everything that you have to go? To go to a place that you don't even know. To go to a land that's being occupied by somebody else. These are the sunset years. These are the years when you should be kicking back, relaxing a little bit. But it's just at that moment when God calls Abraham and tells him to go. This happens sometimes in our lives, doesn't it? Have you ever felt like God was challenging you and calling you to some other place? Maybe you're getting comfortable and you're ready to settle in and then all of a sudden there's a new job opportunity, a child, a grandchild, a move, an economic opportunity, maybe a new opportunity to do something new. And you realize, and you realize that things may not always stay the same and that you are called to something beyond yourself. And Abraham was certainly called to something beyond himself because the blessings that God wanted to pour out upon him are not the blessings that he could pour out upon himself. They were outrageous. They were bold. They were courageous. I would even dare to say audacious. Because he was giving Abraham a descendant, of which he had none. He and Sarah were 75 years old, and they were well beyond childbearing years. Giving them a land that was occupied by somebody else, and that the families of the earth would be blessed through Abraham. What God is doing for Abraham is promising him a legacy, a future legacy. One that they will never be able to see in its fullness. Never be able to see it in his fullness. He'll never be able to see that his simple, bold faith is going to impact generations of families and nations. I like this word legacy. I like it a lot. This past week, as I was reading the local paper, the MDJ, there was a big caption on one of the editorial pages um, that included this word legacy. You might have seen it. It was written by Dick Yarborough, and it was about the legacy of the Cobb County Commissioner, Tim Lee, who was um, a member of this church. And um, I understand, Greg, that he was also at one point a chair of finance. Well, the article was all about legacy and the new Braves Stadium. By the way, did the Braves win last night? Okay, does that put, put, put them ahead? Yes, it sure does. It sure does. So I think it's worthy of mentioning the Braves this morning. But but he helped build this this new Braves stadium. Now I know 
I know that it was controversial. I was not in Cobb County at the time, just so you know. I don't have any of the knowledge behind that I've heard, but I was living in Fulton County. Ted and I were in Fulton County at the time we had our own set of problems. <laughs> but when Ted and I moved to Cobb County, that one of the very first things that we did was go to a Braves game. Well, I would say it's a Braves game. Ted would say it was a Cubs game. <laughs> but it was the Braves game. So we went to this beautiful stadium and I'd been to Turner Field many times. But the new Braves Stadium, have you been there? It's beautiful. It's beautiful. The battery, it's safe, it's clean. It has a great sense of community. It's a great place to spend the day or a great place to spend the evening. Now, in all honesty, I never would have said that about Turner Field because you would get in as quickly as you could and get out as fast as you could. But the editorial in the paper was about a new street that they were naming in the battery called Tim Lee Way. It was dedicated to and honoring the legacy of the man who helped move the Braves to Cobb County. And when Tim Lee died, one of his services was done here in our church. But the, the Braves organization tweeted, they tweeted this. We're thankful to have known Tim and consider him to be a true gentleman, a thoughtful, and tireless servant, a visionary, but most of all, a great father and husband. His legacy will live on and his true impact on this region will only grow over time. And y'all, that's, that's quite a legacy. It's quite a legacy. Our legacy is important. Our personal legacy, our legacy as a church, have you considered what your legacy will be for your family? What your legacy will be for your community? What your legacy will be here and how you will participate in the legacy of our church? As you've heard, the stewardship emphasis is celebrate the legacy, 190 years of giving. Next year will be 190 years of this church giving of their financial resources, giving of their service to make this possible. Serving their community, growing in faith, loving one another, sharing Jesus with all those they encounter and those who have called Marietta their home. Now, you might be wondering or maybe even thinking, well, she hasn't mentioned money yet because I'm not gonna do that today. Not today. I want you to consider instead, what is your legacy? How will you contribute to the legacy of the future of this church? I went outside the other day. <laughs> it's hard, it's hard. And I dug up this dirt. And it's just outside the property. It really is hard Georgia clay. And I went to the corner of the outside by the chapel and I dug the ground where it was at. And if you go outside of those doors, I don't know if you've noticed, go outside of the doors by the chapel and there's a plaque outside, just like this, about this big, and it says on it, First United Methodist Church established in 1833, approximate location of the log cabin. 
where early Marietta Methodists worshiped. And the date they give on the plaque is 1837 to 1848. Just right over here, the log cabin that we have as a replica on our property. Imagine that being over here on the corner in 1833, 1834. Imagine that. Can you imagine being part of those first Marietta Methodists? And they said, we're going to build a church right here, right here. And they were thinking of building the church before it was even an official city in calling it Marietta. We're going to study our Bibles right here on that corner. We're going to hear the gospel preached right there. We're We're going to serve our community right there on that corner. At least that's what I thought they would say. I wasn't here. A Bible, a preacher, I guess that's debatable. But those who are devoted to Jesus that want to serve their community, that want to share the love of Christ, the saving grace of Jesus Christ, I imagine that those first church members must have arrived from near and far. And I imagine that maybe they picked up this piece of dirt and they smelled it. And they said, yes, this is the land that God has called us to right here in this place to build this church. And maybe for some of them, they're more like Abraham than we realize because before this was a city, they had to come from somewhere. And so maybe God said to them, go. And when they went, they came here. How could they know that that little log cabin 190 years ago would be this church? How could they know? They couldn't. They could not have known that. But like Abraham, they trusted in the promises of God. And even though they would not be able to see those promises with their eyes and would not be able to live into the fullness of that promise, they still stepped out in faith. You know, the first followers of Jesus could not have imagined either what their legacy would have been as they stood there in awe and wonder at an empty tomb. They could not know what that would mean for future generations. And how could they know that the promises of Abraham, the promises of of descendants too numerous to count, promises to be a great nation, promises of a land that they would claim as their own and promise above all promises, Abraham would be a blessing to the families of all the earth and that through his descendants, the Messiah would come. Come down onto this holy soil, onto this holy soil that we call earth in the form of a baby to save the world. And that Jesus would one day, in turn, say almost the same words that God said to Abraham. Go. Go and make disciples of all nations. Today we are witnesses to Abraham's faithfulness whose legacy invites us to the table. We're Christians, as Reverend Blair has already shared, all over the world, and even yesterday, (laughs) have gathered 
to participate in this sacrament of the bread and the cup. Can you believe, can you believe that one man's faithfulness birthed a nation which would give birth to Jesus Christ, the Messiah? And this Jesus, fully human, fully divine, would die on a cross so that through faith in him, we would inherit the legacy of eternal life. So I wonder, I can't help but wonder, what will our legacy be? Thank you for listening to the Marietta First United Methodist Church Podcast. For more information about Marietta First United Methodist Church, we invite you to connect with us online at mariettafumc.org or on Facebook at Marietta FUMC.